1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: It is definitely one of those shows where four hours will not be enough. And don't get me wrong, I will leave after four hours, but it won't be enough. First off... It's only five weeks to the Super Bowl. Five weeks from right now, we'll be talking about the newly crowned NFL champion, the champion of the world. Yeah, five weeks from tonight in Las Vegas, the Super Bowl winner will be celebrating in confetti. (laughs) As I look up on NFL Network, an idol, Patrick Mahomes, and by idol, I mean he wasn't playing. An idol Patrick Mahomes is leaping into the air with one fist pointed skyward. Travis Kelsey is bebopping to the music. Chris Jones is celebrating his sack that he needed for a seven-figure bonus. I'm not saying the Chiefs will be celebrating again, only that it was perfect timing, that I say confetti and celebration in Las Vegas, and I look up, and there are the Chiefs, who are, of course, (laughs) the defending Super Bowl champions, and they will have a chance to defend. But as we tell you every year, the playoff field turns over, at least half of it, and it has not disappointed as we head into 2024. You guys, there's so many fun Nerd alerts I've already learned, even as I'm going through some of my early research for what's to come. But your playoff brackets, your schedule, hot off the presses. Not to mention one coach already fired, and it's not even Black Monday. So we have got a lot to do. And I'd love to hear from you on Twitter, A Radio, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Early impressions of the NFL playoffs. And if you want, if you are a team, a fan of a team that's commiserating its demise or the end of the season, we will allow you to scream and shout on this edition of the show. Okay, so this is, I'm pretty confident I've never used that phrase before. This is the first ever after hours on CBS Sports Radio Dedicated to screaming and shouting. Not by me. I'll allow you to do so. You can find me on either Twitter or Facebook. And you can scream and shout that way. Or if you want, you can scream and shout on the phones. Just be careful because we will dump your screaming obscenities. Ah! Even Nick Sirianni gets bleeped now and then. Our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Here is the schedule without further ado. Remember, it's a supersized wild card weekend. And now in 2024, like it has been the last couple of years, there's also a Monday game. So it's no longer consolidated to just Saturday and Sunday. There's also a Monday game. Here we go. On Saturday... The five seed in the AFC, the Cleveland Browns, will be on the road at the uber-surprising AFC South champion Houston Texans. How about that? C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, both rookies, a bunch of other young players and first-year players on that roster. Nick Casario, who has been blasted for what he's done in Houston, deserves a ton of credit. He helped to build this team, this current roster, and Lord D'Amico Ryans in large part because of the haul he got back from the Deshaun Watson trade and because of the fact that Houston stunk for a few years. But how about the irony of Cleveland and Houston facing each other now, here's the deal. The NFL does not rig these. This is not the NFL scheduling machine. You are what your record and your seed say you are. So it just happened to work out this way. But, man, there are some juicy reunions, shall we call them. I know Deshaun Watson will not be playing for the Browns. He'll be on the sidelines, though, back in Houston. Houston. Cleveland at Houston is your 3.30 local time, 4.30 Cleveland time start on NBC on Saturday afternoon. Now, here's the part where some of you may scream and shout. The second game on Saturday afternoon, depending well, depending on where you are, in Kansas City, it's a 7 o'clock start. In Miami, it's an 8 p.m. start. That is the playoff game on Peacock. So, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, depending upon where you are, the Dolphins with Tyreek Hill back in Kansas City at the Chiefs. That is your five seed and your, is it your five seed and your three seed? Why do I always get these upside down? I'm going to have to look at my seeds again. So, the reunions continue Game one to game two, yeah, you're three seed. Always go with your first answer. You're three seed and your five seed. At, or sorry, sorry, you're three seed and your six seed, and that will put Tyree Kill right back there in Kansas City. So that's your double header, and I don't have Peacock, so I'll be listening on the radio and watching the highlights that are flipped pretty quickly on. NFL network. But for those of you who don't have Peacock, you are not alone. Maybe, just maybe they're running some kind of a deal to get it for a trial basis for the next seven days. Except I suspect they probably know people will be looking for that. (laughs) All right, so that's your Saturday doubleheader. Cleveland at Houston, Miami at Kansas City. Then on Sunday, the tripleheader. It begins with the Steelers who get into the playoffs by virtue of not just their three consecutive wins, but the loss by the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. It opened up the door for both the Steelers uh, as well as the Bills, who do end up as AFC East champions because they took the bowl by the horns on Sunday night football, but they were already into the playoffs by the time that game kicked off. It was just a matter of seating. So Steelers at Bills in Orchard Park Then, seriously, the drama. You've got the Packers at the Cowboys. That is the seven seed against the two seed. The Green Bay Packers, who ended the Cowboys seasons in the not-too-distant past. Remember Mike McCarthy used to be the coach of the Packers And Green Bay ended the Dallas seasons with Mike McCarthy as their coach. And now he's with the Cowboys. So here's another reunion. Also, we love Packers-Cowboys. It'll be one of the highest-rated games of the entire postseason. Just as a side note, it's interesting that people are still asking whether or not Mike McCarthy will keep his job in Dallas. And I know that question was posed to Jerry Jones because I saw him talking about how they're evaluating each game, blah, blah, blah. Please don't take that as Mike McCarthy and the jury is still out. I don't think that's what he means. I think he just means I'm not telling you, Jack. But regardless, did you know that Mike McCarthy is the first coach in Dallas history to guide a team to 12 wins in three straight seasons? There's something to be said for consistency, something to be said for 12 wins, and now the Cowboys are NFC East champions. I know they haven't been past the second round, haven't been past the divisional round, and haven't been to an NFC championship in decades. But the Cowboys are continuing to make progress. Dak Prescott had a brilliant season. Don't at me. Dak Prescott leads the NFL in touchdown passes. He had very few interceptions. The Cowboys were perfect at home. They're the NFC East champions. And they're the two seed in the NFC for the first time since the mid-90s. All of that should go in the ledger next to Mike McCarthy's name. So that is your Sunday afternoon... Drama Packers with a Jordan Love who finished third in the NFL in touchdown passes. Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. You think the Packers miss you? They will be happy to to welcome you back when you are honored at Lambeau Field at some point in the near future. But it's so so juicy that the Packers without Aaron Rodgers take care of business in Week 18. When they had to win to get in, they do exactly that. And now they face the Cowboys to open up the playoffs. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Are you ready? I've got another reunion for you. Again, from the category of you can't freaking make this stuff up, Matthew Stafford and the Rams are going back to Detroit. Jared Goff gets to face his former team. With his new team, the Lions. You remember these two were traded straight up for each other a few seasons ago. And Sean McVay has since admitted he did not handle it well with Jared Goff. In fact, we know Goff got blindsided. He had no heads up that the trade was coming. Stafford, McVay, Aaron Donald, the Rams won a Super Bowl. They are justified in making the move. But Jared Goff has been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season, and the Lions have won 12 games for the first time since 1991. They have the upper hand. They are the favorites, and the game is at Ford Field in Detroit. Matthew Stafford is going back to Detroit for a playoff game. What
1: the hell's going on right now?
2: Seriously, that's what I'm asking. You guys, come on. I know these things aren't contrived or rigged, but this is incredible. The number of reunions we have. That's your Sunday night game. Oh, Lions fans, as much as you are caught up in being one of the division champions and the three seed in the NFC, please give Matthew Stafford his due because he deserves a ton of credit for his time in Detroit, everything they accomplished with him there. But as we know, the Lions haven't won a playoff game at home or a playoff game forever. They have the division title for the first time in three decades. There's so many many amazing milestones for the Lions. Can they follow it up now in the postseason?
3: I've got controlled fury.
2: They have one playoff win since 1957. One playoff win since 1957. That leaves us with the final wild card game on Monday evening. Enough time to catch our breath. The backpedaling Philadelphia Eagles, who tumble all the way to the wild card out of the NFC East, who end up as the five seed in the NFC. After starting 11-1, and one, they're on the road for a playoff game at, are you ready? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bowles and Baker Buccaneers. Also, this is really hard to believe, but it's true. Did you know that the Buccaneers are the only team in the NFC to make the playoffs the last four seasons? I get that Tom Brady was there before. Bruce Arians handing off to Todd Bowles. But that's a little crazy considering the preeminence of the San Francisco 49ers right now. Granted, they've had a ton of quarterback injuries and Jimmy Garoppolo and blah, blah, blah. But not the Eagles, not the Niners, obviously not the Packers. They didn't make it last year with uh, the end of Aaron Rodgers. The Buccaneers are the only team in the NFC to make four straight playoff appearances. And they get to host a home game. I'll give them credit. They have a better record this year than they did last year. In Tom Brady's final swan song. You guys, this is crazy. This is crazy good. All these reunions. So much to talk about. So again, I'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Law Radio. Then on our Facebook page. After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Already seeing your tweets come in. Early impressions of the NFL playoff field. Or if you are a Jags fan, maybe a Colts fan. I think in the case of the Colts out of the AFC South, that old adage of playing with house money, they don't have their rookie quarterback even two-thirds of the way through the season. In fact, I saw some shots of Anthony Richardson living it up on the sidelines. He should be back for next year. But man, what a cool redemption story for Gardner Minshew. Who's always a wild ride, but still a lot of fun. Gardner Minshew, Shane Steichen, starting out his head coaching tenure. Their defense has been, defense has been good. The Jonathan Taylor element, it took him a while after the the holdout in camp and wanting more money and raging against the machine. And then once he joined the team, it took a good six weeks at least for him to find his footing. But once he did, he's been the bell cow yet again. So, thinking of the playoffs from last year, thinking of the teams that made it last year that did not make it this year, in the AFC East, we have both Buffalo and Miami, so that's a repeat from last year. In the AFC North, we know the Ravens were in last year, but the Browns and the Steelers this season get in. So, three teams out of the AFC North, and by the way, first time, in the Super Bowl era, that every team in a division has finished above 500, So every team in the AFC North has a winning record, even the Bengals, who actually blasted the Browns on Sunday, not that you take anything away from that. But the Bengals finished 9-8, and and every team in that division has a winning record. It has not happened in the Super Bowl era. I think I heard on Westwood One that it's been since the 30s that every team in the same division had a winning record. The Texans are back in the playoffs. Wait, so we're keeping count, Jay? So Brown Steelers, they both make it in. That's two. The Texans, that's three. So three in the AFC that are new to the playoffs in 2024, but after the 23 season. Cowboys and Eagles both make it last year, though they switch places this year. Detroit makes it this year. Green Bay makes it this year. So there's two more. That's five. The Rams made it this year, which is six. So not quite seven, but almost half of the playoff field turns over again. I love this stuff. Seriously, I'm giddy over all of the intel. I've been doing my research. Can you tell? (laughs) All right. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. So much to talk about the seeds, the brackets, the drama. Arthur Smith already been fired by the Atlanta Falcons after 3 seasons in which they did not make the playoffs and they did not have a winning record and i'm sorry falcons fans but this is the vast wasteland ever since super bowl 51 a single season with a winning record it's been tough uh broncos fans know exactly how you feel 8552124227 that's 8552124 CBS Early impressions of the playoffs. Reunions everywhere. Seriously, with the Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit thing. Stop it.
3: From the five now, third and goal. Allen to the gun with three receivers right. Cook in the backfield to Allen's left. Here's the shotgun snap. Blitz coming. Allen backpedals, looks, throws a wobbler in the end zone. It's intercepted. Picked off by the Dolphins. Eli Apple picked it off, gets up, runs out of the end zone, and is out of bounds at the three. So, first it was the Bills' defense that made a big play. Now, Miami. Apple with the pick and the Dolphins will take over so
5: his receiver broke in He was expecting him to break
3: out. He had pressure on
5: him He let it go and looked like a horrible pass, but just miscommunication with the receiver and the quarterback Claypool in motion now A pitch it to
3: A-chan inside 25-10-5 touchdown Miami What a cut by A-chan blocking it get outside was outstanding That's how you score. What a drive by the Miami Dolphins. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence.
2: Oh, the music's even dramatic. Let's go. NFL regular season is officially in the books. 272 games. And the best is yet to come. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, there's so much to talk about. It's going to take us a full week just to get through everything (laughs) that we know or everything that we want to react to coming out of the regular season. For instance, Derrick Henry. Bidding farewell to the Tennessee Titans faithful just in case he's done in Nashville. And there's a real good chance he could be. Ryan Tannehill, also likely done as a Titan. Uh, Could Mike Vrabel be done as a Titan? As we head from the final Sunday of the regular season into what's, uh, I wouldn't call it affectionately, what's... Notably termed Black Monday, Arthur Smith has already been fired by the Atlanta Falcons. I wouldn't be surprised if Ron Rivera is is soon to follow. Maybe a Mike Vrabel as well, considering that they are planning on making a bunch of changes. Maybe there's some house cleaning there. We could have some surprises as well. Uh, they're is always at least one firing or one coaching change that catches us off guard. And we know there have been some in season, right? So the Los Angeles Chargers, they play out the string. They need a head coach in that same division. Antonio Pierce has completed his audition to get the full-time head coaching job in Vegas, but by going 5-4 and without a quarterback or with a rookie quarterback, he did a really good job. There's talk, though, that Mark Davis is interested in Bill Belichick. Could Belichick and the Patriots part ways? That is the big question in the coaching ranks. Though, honestly, I was a little surprised when I saw on NFL Network earlier that someone posed the question to Pete Carroll. Do you expect to be back next season? That caught me off guard. Pete Carroll can coach a water bottle and a pair of socks? The man has taken middling rosters and turn them into playoff teams. I know they missed the playoffs this year, but they were still part of the mix until Sunday week 18 when they were finally eliminated. Okay. Again, eight five five two one two four two two seven 212 on Twitter, a law radio or our Facebook page. The last game of the regular season was for the AFC East title. And early on, Miami had the edge. Josh Allen with the first of his three turnovers. And then Devon Achan opens up the scoring in the second quarter to cap an 80-yard drive. You hear the calls there on Westwood 1 and then the Dolphins' radio network. Did you happen to see the whoopsie touchdown? Actually, it was a really great play by Shurfield in the back of the end zone. But the ball gets tipped at the line of scrimmage and somehow still ends up with a target. Here's the snap.
5: Fakes the handoff, throws it over the middle, and it bounces high in the air. It's caught by Trent Sherfield for the touchdown. He looked like a center fielder in a baseball game. It got <laughs> deflected at the line, popped straight up in the air. Sherfield spotted it
2: and pulled it down. The touchdown is good. <laughs> it was definitely a highlight reel TD. That's Chris Brown on the Bills Radio Network and... We believe uh, that the Bills are on the team plane right now, headed back from South Florida. Probably not with all of their fans. This sounded like a home game for the Buffalo Bills, even though it was taking place in South Florida. Why do I mention team plane? Because our friend Sal Capaccio is expected to join us probably 90 minutes from now, somewhere in that range as he's landing with the team and then getting into his own vehicle. He will call us. I did hear him because I was listening on the Browns Radio Network. I uh, I did hear him on the field after the game talking to an emotional Sean McDermott as well as some of the players. Uh, And so it was cool to be able to hear him and know that he'll be on the show tonight. So we'll let you know as soon as we have a confirmed time. Miami was actually up 14-7 at the break, and Tyreek Hill may not have 2,000 yards this season, but, man, what a banner year.
3: Pistol formation, two receivers left, one to the right. Durham Smythe goes in motion to the left. Low snap, handled by two, and throws right. Caught by Tyreek Hill. Touchdown, Miami. The quick throw to Tyreek, who celebrates with a cartwheel and a flip. Three-yard touchdown pass, and the Dolphins back in front. up 13-7 late in the second quarter.
2: So, Tyree Hill finishes the year with 1,799 yards. Missed, what was it, one game? I think he missed one game, maybe parts of another game. Didn't play this whole game, I don't believe. Oh, uh, he played, yeah, he played most of it. So, 1,799 yards, 13 touchdowns. That is an incredible season. But he does fall short of his stated goal to reach 2,000 yards and be the first receiver ever. Up 14-7 at the break. We go through the third quarter, and there's no scoring. So in the first quarter, and then again in the third quarter, no points. This is South Florida. You can't be blaming the weather. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of the weather, so much fun to see the snow for the Jets and Patriots. But, man, the slop, that very same storm, drop slop on the Steelers and Ravens on Saturday night. Holy cow. Anyway, I digress. You know I love football in the weather. Early fourth quarter, the turning point for the Buffalo Bills.
5: Jake Bailey punts this one away. It's a wobbler backing Hardy up to his own five. Gets to the 10, to the 15, through a hole to the 20, 25, 30. He could go 50 40 they're not gonna get him Deontay Hardy go in the distance for the touchdown and we're an extra point away from a tie ball game
3: what a play by Deontay Hardy he backs up and retreats to almost the goal line 95 yard punt
5: return for a touchdown
6: I tell people all the time you never know when your mom is gonna come um, it's always just standing in the process um, and just always being ready to uh, when your number is called. So, you know, it's definitely a blessing to be able to go out there and make a play, Um, especially um given the situation, the uh, offense not really going. Um So to be able to, you know, create a spark and, you know, get us going a little bit, it's definitely a blessing.
2: If I remember correctly, he's a first-year guy, right? So Hardy ends up with this humongous moment. It's the turning point early in the fourth quarter, and it really did seem to spark the Bills. Not that we... Ever think about Josh Allen without thinking about big plays, big man, bold, brash, athletic, huge arm. It's just been a bit of a roller coaster ride for him this year. So he starts out. He's got three turnovers in this game until the Bills are able to get that extra gear.
5: Play clock down to six. Here's the snap. Fires over on the right side and into the end zone for the touchdown is Dawson Knox. It's a five-yard touchdown reception by
2: the tight end. And the Bills have the lead with 7-16 remaining. Once again, Chris Brown on Bills Radio. You know, the Dolphins offense had the ability to light up most defenses. Not, not all, but we saw their potential. Even going back to the first month of the season with the 70 points. Missing a couple of weapons in Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert. Of course, Bradley Chubb out with the ACL. Andrew Van Ginkle gets hurt in this game as well. A couple of other defensive guys, they really have taken the injuries hard. But when the ball's into his hands, because he releases it so quickly this season, it's been part of kind of his his resurrection as a quarterback, his attempts to not get hit, to make sure that he's still standing at the end of the season. I give him credit for that. I give the Dolphins credit for that. Because he still got weapons around him. Like A-Chan. Like Tyreek Hill. They're still dangerous until the very end.
3: So it all comes down to this for the AFC East. A Buffalo first down gives them the title. Gives them the two seed and a home game next week. A Miami stop. Keeps-
1: okay. Picture this.
3: Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Their hope's alive. Allen under center. He's got three behind him ready to push. Allen takes the snap, goes airborne. I don't know that he got it. He got stood up. This is going to be close. Allen did this earlier, left his feet, went airborne, angling to his left. The Dolphins think they've stopped him.
5: Boy, I can't wait to see this measure. And I'm not really sure, and it's worked for him, so I, you know, I, I guess that's why he does it at times. I'm not sure why when you're 240, you jump.
3: Allen ah. signaling first down, the Dolphins are signaling, it's our ball.
5: Three receivers to the left, Cedric Wilson to the right, two in the shotgun with H to his right. Back to pass as the Bills fans get into it. Fires out to the left sideline, and it's intercepted by Taylor Rapp! Picked off at the 23-yard line. Rapp is shaken up on the play as he goes down, but he made the INT. The pass was off the mark,
2: and Rapp picked it off. Once again, Browns Radio. Before that, Ryan Radke and Mike Golick on Westwood 1. So, yes, the Bills... True to the roller coaster ride that they have been this season, do not pick up the first down, meaning the defense has to go right back out there and stuff them. But man, credit the Buffalo Bills defense. Also down a couple of guys over the course of the season because of injuries, but they post a scoreless second half to help preserve the AFC East streak for the Bills. Now four titles in a row.
6: They've been playing like that all all season long. They've been working hard together. Um, that's, that's a really good team we just played. You know, that's a great offense. Their quarterback's playing at an extremely high level. Um, and they got some some really dang good playmakers. So for our, our team to go go out there and do that, you know, it took all three phases tonight and they were a huge part of it. wasn't a good first half. We didn't play our style of football. Uh, I didn't coach well enough in the first half. And then second half, we we came around and started to get get our feet underneath of us a little bit there, so. Um, sparked by Deontay Hardy's punt return, but special teams um, we're on it tonight, which was good to see. And then Josh and his leadership, and you could just tell his will to win. Um, he was not going to be denied, and uh, that's who he is.
2: You know what I thought of after the end of this game? And maybe it's because I had snow on my mind since we had a bunch of snow in the Northeast. And that includes my town of New Jersey. The Buffalo Bills took the Black Diamond Trail. They didn't need to take the most difficult trail to get down the mountain. They did not. But they took the Black Diamond Trail and made this journey a lot tougher, a lot scarier, a lot more dramatic, a lot more of the bumps, the moguls, if you will. A lot of hazards along their journey. They made this so difficult for themselves. And... Part of it's turnovers, but there were times when it was penalties, bad mistakes, wasted opportunities, and they're not alone in that. But I do believe in their veteran leadership, and at times it was head-scratching. Why, why do you have to make it so hard for yourself? But Buffalo ultimately ends up as the AFC East champion for the fourth consecutive season. And let's see if the adversity, let's see if all of the obstacles they survived, navigated and survived this season, have made them a more disciplined, wiser, more experienced team as they host the Steelers on Sunday afternoon. Ultimately, up is the two seed but are you kidding me? They were 5-5 five and five in mid-November. Of course, Jacksonville was 8-3, and three, and look where the Jaguars are now. We'll get to them coming up. Lots of huge surprises. What are your early impressions of the playoff matchups and just the final weekend of the regular season in general on Twitter, After Hours CBS, also on our Facebook page, our phone number, 855-212-4CBS.
5: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
3: First and fifteen now from the forty-one yard line. Shotgun for Trevor. ETN back in the game. He motions out of there now, dropping is Trevor. Looking,
5: stepping up, stepping up. Fires it deep downfield. What's Calvin Ridley? Calvin's out there. Calvin's got it. Five-yard line into the end zone. Touchdown. Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley for the score.
3: This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
2: even know why we bother playing a Jaguars highlight. But there were a couple of moments where I wondered if the Jaguars would get their stuff together quickly enough to be able to salvage the AFC South title. We knew they were playing with fire. You know what it reminded me of? The Titans last season when the Titans squandered away an AFC South division title and kept playing worse and worse. Toward the end of the year, and I know they had lost their quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, and if you remember, they tried out Malik Willis. That did not really work. He wasn't ready, and so they were just struggling for leadership and any type of consistent play at the quarterback position. Derrick Henry didn't have a great season last year, so the offense just wasn't in sync, and it was left to the Titans' defense to try to do what they could. Anyway, they backpedaled and fell off. A cliff and the division was then available for the Jaguars who finished strong. So, coming into this season, the Jaguars are the team that not only is defending division champions, but is supposed to be the team to beat in that division. And what happens? They start out eight and three. Now, remember, they oh, shoot, did they lose two of their first three, maybe? And then they rattled off a bunch of wins in a row. In large part because they found their footing in London. Remember, they played back to back games in London. They won them both. So they had a five game losing skid. I'm sorry, five game winning streak. Five game winning streak. They won seven of eight. And they're sitting on an eight and three record. And then who knows what happened? And you can't blame injuries. I know that Trevor Lawrence was dealing with that shoulder sprain the last couple of weeks, but they dropped four of five. When he was healthy, he was throwing picks left and right. Honestly, lack of discipline, didn't pay attention to detail. They have all the weapons in the world. This was a loaded offense to be sure. But also, they gave up 30 points to the, to the Buccaneers. They gave up 31 points to the Cleveland Browns. 34 points to the Cincinnati Bengals. They just played fast and loose with the football and with their games and ended up losing their opportunity to compete in the postseason. They've got no one to blame but themselves. It was a very common theme these last few weeks. But there was a highlight reel touchdown to Calvin Ridley, at least. This game really was about Derrick Henry. It was about Henry. It was about Tannehill. It was about maybe Mike Vrabel. It was more about the Titans not taking the easy road and playing out the string.
3: Jacksonville stacking up the line of scrimmage, expecting Derrick Henry. They get him coming left. Henry turns it up to the 15. Henry to the 10. Henry to the 5. Henry to the end zone. That is the king. Touchdown! Titans! For the 90th time in his career, Derrick Henry has run it in.
2: Not that Derrick Henry needed an audition for his next job. But he finishes with a season-high 153 yards on 19 carries. A touchdown also had a, shoot, I think it was a 69-yard run to set up another touchdown. Uh, And the Titans were up by double figures into the fourth quarter. Uh, Tannehill did throw an interception late in this game, so Jacksonville ends up with five snaps inside the 10-yard line but gets stuffed as Trevor Lawrence reaches for the goal line. He comes up just shy over the top. Uh, Their last drive goes nowhere. So, yeah, they had chances. Seriously, five snaps inside the 10-yard line and you come away with no points? Well, that's on you. And Jacksonville not only coughs up the AFC South, but with the loss, misses the playoffs entirely.
6: It's just disappointing. Um, It's disappointing the way we finished our season. Um, Obviously, it's it's definitely not good enough. Um, You know, things start with me, and I got to make sure that you know, I'm holding myself accountable and I'm doing all I can to, you know, help our football team win um, on and off the football field, but just not good enough. It's tough, you know, I
3: feel it's pretty surreal feeling, just, uh, it's kind of hard to put into words right now, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, yeah. This whole season comes down to one game and then you look back and it's like a few plays your whole season comes down to a few plays and we just
6: weren't able to make them. I'm frustrated, I'm disappointed I'm mad, angry um, you know my heart hurts obviously for the players coaches involved there's they've, they've, they've worked their tails off but um, you know it's today's game was sort of our season in a nutshell really um, the mistakes, the penalties the turnovers, um, missed tackles. And those are all things that, you know, hurt us, you know, down the stretch.
2: There are some really cool surprises. For instance, the Browns being a double figure winner, uh, despite starting. Did you know if they started their fifth quarterback today? Uh, So the Browns, great story. Uh, What else? The Lions, obviously, even though we could see this coming last year. Uh, The fact that the Bills were able to rally for another division title. But in terms of surprises, I think the Rams are a great surprise with a really young team that was essentially starting over. The surpri- one of the surprises that kind of feels like a, a gut punch is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They screwed around and missed the playoffs entirely. They had no safety net, no soft place to fall. Nah, they just had to take care of their business on the road against a team that didn't have nearly as much talent. But... The problems began long before this last weekend of the regular season. So the Jags do not make it, and I'm stunned by that. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.